And I'd like to use this opportunity to welcome those who are on our social media handles on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Buzzsprout, and Podcast. And those that watch later when the messages are uploaded on YouTube, you're welcome. The same blessing and the same anointing here will reach you in the name of Jesus. Amen. We've been dealing on a subject. I don't know if the media, can you help me please project it? We've been dealing on a series all through this time. Living in purposeful creativity and pastor has extensively looked at vision and discipline and righteousness and peace. And pastor Lola has looked at joy and pastor last week looked at faith again. It's actually in chronological order because without vision, you cannot go anywhere. And if you have vision, you don't have discipline. I mean, that vision will be truncated and we'll never see the light of the day. And if you have discipline, but there's no righteousness, there's no supernaturality, there's no righteousness and peace and joy within you, which is the, 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 the supplies of the Holy Spirit, you would not also go anywhere with that vision. Even if you have all of these things where your faith is paralyzed, your dream would not still come to pass. Praise the Lord. So it's vital that if we've not listened to these messages, we go back again to them and listen to them one after the other until we get to today's message praise the lord today we are looking at the creative lifestyle of delegation say to your neighbor delegation say to the next neighbor delegation so we're looking at the creative lifestyle of delegation today after you've had vision and discipline and righteousness and peace and joy in the holy ghost the Bible said the kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking, but in righteousness, in peace, and in and joy in the Holy Ghost. And we dealt extensively on those all through the weeks when they were shared. And now, Pastor Dodd, extensively again, as a short clip is shared, I kept listening to that because he kept speaking to me on a particular thing. As if you don't take the step of faith, you will never get anything accomplished. So today we're looking at delegation. And I want to establish a particular context so we will know exactly what the Holy Ghost has put in the mind of his son when he said, share this series. And what exactly was the Holy Ghost looking at when he said, delegation? Praise the Lord. If we go to Acts chapter 13, let's start from there. Let's start from there. There are a lot of things we need to have a look at today. And I bless God and I, I am just um, believing God will be able to cover it within the time frame allowed. Praise the Lord. Now, when we say delegation or delegate, it's the same thing as saying ambassadors. Delegates are like ambassadors. Delegates are like people who are sent. They are representative of their host nation. They are representative. They are sent to carry out a particular role and responsibilities or functions in a country or outside the jurisdiction of their operation. They are delegates. They are sent to go to somewhere and they are sent with a purpose 
and they're sent with an assignment to accomplish something and bring back a report. So these are delegates. Like a few weeks ago, I remember my organization sent Fear Force to Wales to go and check out a few things that um, the university wanted to do. And we had to go there, and it took us a whole day. In fact, it was two days, but I was able to do one whole day and had to go back. So when you are sent on a delegation, you are sent specifically on an assignment. And the sender that has sent you on that delegation has a level of trust that you would deliver what you've been sent to do. Or you accomplish a task you've been given to carry out. The same way, that's how God has delegated Christians on earth to carry out divine mandate and to do things. Jesus said, as my father has sent me, even so send I you. That's delegation. So Jesus was on earth on delegation. And he said, as my father has sent me, even so send I you. Meaning I'm here on delegation from the father. And the father has equipped me with glory and power, authority and dominion. The father has equipped me with resources, with wisdom, with proficiency, with every detail or characteristics or features that I will require to carry out his mandate. I want you to follow me. You know, this church is a teaching church. So I want you to follow me. So you understand where we're going. Now, Jesus said, even so, send I you. Even so means... In the same degree of capacity, in the same degree of resourcefulness, in the same degree of, of, of provisions that the Father has sent me with, even so, means in proportionality, nothing reducing, nothing adding. In proportionality, you are also being sent, meaning... Whatever I am sent to accomplish is also what you are sent to accomplish. He wasn't speaking these things before he descended. That means before he died and was buried. He was speaking these things after he has resurrected. Because when we, you know, Jesus had to speak this way because we have been through the same thing spiritually with him. We've died with him. We went to the cross with him. We were buried with him. Now we've ascended out. We've, we've resurrected from the grave with him. So he now says, the same capacity that the father gave me, now you have it. You didn't have it before I was buried, but right now you have, you've acquired the same degree of delegation and capacity that God entrusted in my hands. And he said, now you have to go. And accomplish the same thing. Acts chapter 13. The Bible says verse 1. Now in the church. 
If the media can help me, please, with the scriptures on screen. Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers and Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manin, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. You know, I was wondering why the Holy Spirit took time to explain these guys. He didn't talk much of Barnabas because Barnabas had been talked about in previous scriptures about the church in Antioch. So that already has been established about the personality and who Barnabas was. But in terms of Simeon, he said he was called Niger. Lucius, he was called Serene and Manin who, who had been brought up. He specifically told us that Manin grew up at a time where you can choose who you will become in life. You know Herod the Tetrarch? That was one that was so wicked. His generation was so wicked. It was his generation line that, you know, commanded that every child under two years should be slain. He was the same one that commanded, okay, different things that went to hold Peter, the same descendants of that lineage. The Bible said this man, this man grew up at the same time with Herod. But he decided to be a different contemporary altogether. He decided to create a distinction in his life. Now the Bible says verse 2, and they ministered to the Lord and fasted. They were both prophets and teachers. They ministered to the Lord and fasted. And the Holy Ghost said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. The Bible said they ministered to the Lord. They ministered to the Lord in fasting and in prayer. They ministered to the Lord. You see, when we gather here worshiping, everyone is ministering to the Lord in worship and in praise. It's a ministration that happens to the Lord. That was the secret that David had. He was always ministering in praises and in dancing to the Lord. And the Lord established his kingdom forever. The Bible says, as they ministered to the Lord, the, the Holy Spirit said, separate to me Barnabas and Saul. Barnabas and Saul have been doing some sort of assignment. Barnabas has done so much. Then Saul, who is now called Paul, got converted and joined. But there is a peculiarity or uniqueness about the next phase of their lives that God wanted to cut them into. And he needed some level of spirituality to unveil that particular phase of their lives. The Bible says, and the Holy Ghost says, separate to me not separate to any man separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work meaning that when there's a delegation it means there is something to accomplish he said he didn't say for idleness he said for the work say to your neighbor for the work for the work to which I have called them so God delegated through the Holy Spirit Barnabas and Saul 
for an assignment that will expand the kingdom. For an assignment that will expand the kingdom. And that was gotten from the prayer altar. You might be asking yourself, what is it that God wants me to do? What is the next phase of my life? What is God delegating me to? The Bible said, if you want to know that, maybe things are not clear. The scripture said, you can minister to God in fasting and in prayer and the voice of the Holy Ghost will come ringing in your spirit. Because the Bible says, Anna served God in fasting and prayer. Have we read about Anna? Luke chapter 2. The Bible says, Anna served God in fasting and in prayer. While your hand is there, let me, let me read it out to you. Luke chapter 2. The Bible says, Anna served God in fasting and in prayer. And nothing about the Messiah was hidden to Anna anymore. Everything was clear to Anna. The Bible says, the Bible says in chapter 2 and verse 36, the scripture says, and now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age. And had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. The Bible says, and this woman was a widow of about 84 years. How many years? 84 good years. And the Bible says, who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. Served God with fastings and prayer night and day. You know, every morning, 5 a.m., we wake up. Some join three times in a week, two times in a week, you know, the whole um, six times in a week. We're not, uh, five times in a week, we're not wasting our time. We're serving God in prayer. And when we declare fasting, we're serving God in fasting. And when you live that kind of life, nothing can happen to you by accident. Everything. Because the Bible says everything that's revealed is made manifest to the light. It's made manifest to the light. And nothing is hidden around the light. Nothing. Everything is exposed before the light. Now the Bible says, the Bible says, if we go back to that Acts chapter 13, the scripture said, on this delegation, they went forward. And John was the assistant. John was their assistant. You know, when I looked at John, how John was the assistant of Barnabas and, and Saul, I had to try to know why. And I found out that a lot of spiritual activities has, has happened, a lot of spiritual activities have happened in John's house. His son name is Mark. So he's been influenced from childhood. You see, he's been so much influenced from childhood. You know the prayer they prayed that released Peter from the prison. He was to be executed the next day. You remember that prayer? It was in the house of John Mark, this guy. That was where that prayer was held. The prayer that destroyed the plan of the enemy over the church was held. So John had been so much influenced 
and he could not. That's why parents, you have a responsibility in your home to create an atmosphere that will become a dominant influence on your children. So anywhere they hear about the Lord, they indicate interest. They identify to be used for the expansion of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says, if we go ahead to um, Ephesians, we're still coming back there. Ephesians chapter 4. The Bible says something. The Bible says, Ephesians chapter 4, the place we read, verse 7, but to each one, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. So when God delegates anyone, he apportions grace to that particular assignment. He gives grace. The Bible says, therefore he says, when he ascended on high, Peter was quoting Psalm chapter 68. When he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. I want you to understand the aspect he led captivity captive. You know, there is this thinking that once you're born again, you can live your life anyhow. Because grace is in abundance. Because grace is enough. Because Christ has forgiven the sins of yesterday, today, and forever. Yes, he has atoned for all the sin, including the one anyone will sin tomorrow. But you cannot live your life anyhow. Because you were a captive where you were before, under the bondage of Satan. Now Christ came and took you and made you his own captive. So you can carry out kingdom functions and you will be able to be protected from where you're coming from. So you come into his own camp as his delegate. And it becomes his responsibility. That's what the Bible says. He led captivity captive. In the camp of the Lord, but yet free. In the camp of the Lord, but yet with liberty. But yet you cannot do as you wish. Because the Bible says, For we know that in him we live. In him we move. And in him we have our being. So we are delegates that are in the camp of the Lord. That's why the Bible says he led captivity captive. And these ones that came into his camp, he gave gifts to them. Now the Bible says now, this he ascended, what does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might feel all things now he said he gave some and he himself verse 11 gave some to be apostles some prophets some evangelists some pastors and teachers these are kingdom delegates kingdom what kingdom what delegates and this is not the exclusive charge of church leadership no it covers everyone in the church because if you're not a pastor you are a teacher if you're not a teacher you're an evangelist if you're not an evangelist you are a prophet if you're not a prophet you have one delegation because the bible says, and he gave gifts to men to men so there is something you've been delegated to do the bible says that thing will culminate in the equipping of the saints it will culminate in the work of the ministry. It will culminate in the edification or edifying of the body of Christ. 
they will all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God to a perfect man he said till we all come till we all come so we're on a journey till we all come so we are liable to mistakes but the thing is you have to identify the particular delegation you are in he said till we all come so we are progressing but make sure you are not stagnated that's the case make sure that you are not stunted you are not you know you, you are not gravity that is say, take, take you know 10 um how do they put it the physics students 10 meter per second he said take it as as constant no ensure that you are not constant because he said till we all come to the unity of the faith of the knowledge of the son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ the one who delegated us until we grow into his maturity until we ascend into his stability until his integrity becomes our integrity that's what the bible says the bible says in verse 14 that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting that is huge that talks about being stable with the knowledge of god's word being able to teach others so that the whole body the Bible says where we read, the Bible said the whole body have their own share. They contribute. They have different things they do in the body, in the system. They contribute. That's how the Bible says, what thou hast learned, commit thou to faithful men, that they also may teach others. You know, these days, what happens in church? You see people. I watch one particular one that. If if I was there, I, 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 I possibly you know would, would be would be tempted to slap the man who called himself the pastor. A woman, whether she ate whatever, I don't know what it was, but she was sick. Now this man literally grabbed the woman by the neck and and almost strangled this woman in the name of healing. See what the scripture says. And the whole members and the whole pastors were there clapping, and, and he was strangling this woman to death. In fact, when the woman collapsed, I thought she has died. And people are still members of that church. In quote. I saw one other one using his foot and kicking a pregnant woman. And the people were holding him and they were clapping. A pregnant oh god because they know ah, they do not understand the scriptures there are still those people in those places i don't know what they call it i don't want to call it church but the bible says they they do that the body of christ should no longer be children that's tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men they don't understand that these things are trickery of men. And in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, 
The Bible says in verse 15, be speaking the truth in love, coming to maturity, to integrity of, of communication, understanding the scripture, understanding what the will of the Lord is. So the same way Jesus was delegated is the same way we are being delegated with grace and gifts. With grace and gifts. Because to each one of us, grace was given, the Bible says. Grace was given. Don't allow your own grace to waste. The Bible says to each one of us, grace was given. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter Colossians chapter 3 Colossians chapter 3 The Bible says in verse 4 Okay, let's read 3 and 4 For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God I want you to understand something I want you to understand something. For God to delegate you to do something, it means that you're his type. Okay. While your hand is there, let's look at 1 John chapter 1 John chapter 3. 1 John. Is it 1 John? Yes. Should be. 1 John. 1 John chapter 3. The Bible says in verse 2. The Bible says, Beloved, now we are children of God. We are children of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. That is after the coming of Christ. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. We, he said, I want you to understand this thing because even me, when I, I, I got born again recently, I didn't understand it, you know, initially. But it says, it says this, we know that when he is revealed, whenever Jesus appears, he said, we will just confirm that how we are now is how he has been in heaven. <laughs> you see, it, it would be very difficult if you've not taken time to go through the scripture, it would be very difficult to understand this. Because how we are now, I'm not talking about your physical body. Don't mistake it for your body. The body is not you. You are the spirit. Pastor has taken time here, you know, previous scriptures to explain that. You are a spirit that lives in this body. So this body is not the you that the Bible is referring to that you are like him. It's your spirit. Praise the Lord. It's your spirit. I hope you understand that the creation of man and the forming of man were two different things. Do we understand that? So, I want to drive that point home because I can see staring. Everybody's looking at me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, the creation of man is different from the formation of man. The creation was the spirit, but the formation was the body. Now, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. I don't want to turn to it because of time. We still have a lot of things to discuss here. Now, the Bible says, and God said, let us make man in our own image. That's 26. 27, the Bible said, then he created man in his own image. The 27th verse. But yet, man has not been formed. But man has been created. 
That's the one the Bible said that that when it shall come, we will know that we are like him. Now the Bible says in chapter 2 and verse 7, the Bible says, and the Lord God formed man, that's the body, out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostril and he became a living soul. So the creation and the formation were two different things. So that's what the Bible says here. Beloved, now we are children of God. It has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he appears, when he's revealed, we shall be like him or we will be like him. If you read Amplified Version, it makes it clearer to you. We will be or we are like him. So before God delegated us, he has seen his type. That's what Jesus came here to do. Do we get it? That's what Jesus came here to do. To, come, to make us a type. That's what the Bible says. He gave gifts to men. So that as people are coming into the kingdom, they'll be equipping them and transforming them and letting them know that, hey, you have the same capacity that Jesus has. That's why he gave gifts to men. So they can bring up others. Because others are still going to, in the next, if Jesus starts 10 years to come, people will still troop into the kingdom as newborn babies. So they need to be equipped. They need to be trained. They need maturity. They need stability by the gifts, by the delegates in the house. Through the delegates in the house. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's what the Bible says in Colossians. Colossians will make more sense now. That's what the Bible says in Colossians chapter 3. In Colossians chapter 3, the Bible says, For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. I want you to catch it. You died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Now verse 4 said this. This is mind-blowing. It said, when Christ, who is our life? Is it there? Did he say that? When Christ, who is what? So what does that mean? It means that the same capacity, the same glory, the same wisdom, the same power. That's what the Bible said that he is. That he has become our wisdom. Our redemption and our righteousness. First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1.30 The Bible says when Christ who is our life appears then you also will appear with him in glory. Mm. Now the Bible says you know, you know when Jesus was praying did, did you notice what he told the father when he was praying? He said the glory John chapter 17. The glory which thou gave me, I have also given them. The same. That glory is called doxa. D-O-X-A. It's doxa in Greek translation. It's the same. The same. Not a different one. The same. It's that the glory which thou givest me, I have given them. So, when God is delegating you, how many of us miss power tower this morning? <sighs> Pastor shares something very, 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 very powerful. She shares something very, very, very powerful. She said, sometimes the Lord can tell you to permit something to be so. 
But some other times, just like police has authority to stop a very big vehicle, as tiny as police is, a lorry is coming, he can say stop because he has authority. It's the same authority God has given to the saints. So when some things that are not supposed to happen begins to happen, you can put a stop to it. That was why in Acts chapter 13, the Bible says, when, ay, ay, ay. see, the Holy Spirit, I want, you to, I want you to get angry. I want you to be stirred. The Holy Spirit has just delegated Barnabas and Saul. I want you to see yourself in that light. That the Holy Ghost just delegated me to a function. Now, something arises in my body as a sickness. I want to tell you how to treat it. The Bible says, I want to, let's go back there. I'm asked after 13. The Bible says something. The Bible says in verse verse 6. Acts chapter 13 and verse 6. The Bible says, when now when they had gone through the island of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar Jesus, who was with the proconsul Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man. This man called for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But early mass, but early mass, that could be lack of provision for an assignment God has called you to do. But early mass, that could be an affliction in the body. But early mass, that could be lack of wisdom for a particular assignment that the Holy Ghost, you know, is the Holy Ghost that deployed you to do it. No, no, nothing should stop you. Look at how to deal with it. The Bible says, but Elmer the sorcerer, for his name is also translated, we stood them seeking to turn the proconsul away from faith. But verse 9, then Saul, who also called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost. Is somebody filled with the Holy Ghost in this house this morning? Does someone have the Holy Ghost resident on the inside? Now the Bible says, Paul, with the Holy Spirit looked intently at him and said I want you to look right now intently on that thing that has befitted your life up until this moment I want you to take 30 seconds look intently at that thing and speak to it because the Bible says Paul looked intently at elements and began to judge look intently on that particular thing that's afflicted your life the bible says and Elimas, the sorcerer the sorcerer it comes softly it doesn't come clearly it doesn't come you know unveiled it comes unexposed but it's a hindrance and a barrier a limitation to what god has called you to do the bible says the bible says saul being filled with the holy ghost looked intently and said you know why because the bible says because you know why saul understood how Jesus encountered and counted him when he wanted to bury the church in Damascus. So Saul knew that if anyone stands on the way of the Lord, he received the judgment from above. Saul knew. And he looked at him intently and said, I knew the judgment I received when I was on my way to Damascus. So therefore right now, that's where that declaration came from. He says, he says, then Saul who is also called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, said, 
all full of all deceit and all fraud. He knew that was him before. He said, you son of the devil, he knew that was him before. He said, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the way of the Lord? This is this is coinciding with the question the Lord asked him. The Lord said, it is difficult to kick against the priest. It's difficult to kick against the gods. The Lord told him. Now he said, he said, and now indeed, the hand of the Lord is upon you and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. Was it what happened to Saul? Was it what happened to Saul? So I want you to look intently again on that particular issue this morning and speak to it and say, I curse you in the name of Jesus. I don't know. Don't, don't let this moment go because I feel the presence and the power of God everywhere in this place right now. Rapira kosata, chapetata, epepete, eparatulete, ejaliprata, rabakata, opetulete, chalabagatasa. We re, we repeat and cause everything that's causing a barrier in our assignment. And the Bible says, and immediately a dark mist fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed when he saw what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. That is what will happen to that barrier against your life. That is what will happen to that sickness in your body. That is what will happen to that limitation on the assignment that God has called you. They've just been deployed. They've just been deployed. And this barrier did not fear that it was the Holy Ghost that said, separate to me and send them on an assignment. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So if you understand your status in God, that's where it stands. If you understand your status in God, nothing of this world can barrier the assignment that God has called you to do. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. If you understand it. Did you hear Paul? At some point, he said, I know a man, whether in the spirit or in the flesh, I know not. He said, I know this man. He saw things that are unspeakable. And he says, mm, he was considering whether to go or to stay. This is a human. He didn't see Christ. So he falls this on you know, the same position that all of us here are. So we can, if we understand it, then we'll become a substantial, substantive concrete delegates of the kingdom. Praise the Lord. Now, I can't finish every other thing we have here, but quickly, quickly, ah, yeah. let us understand our status. Every, every, every end of service here, we read first, um, uh, we read Ephesians chapter 1, 17 to 21. We read it. Go again and read 20 and 21. The Bible says Jesus is in heavenly places seated and you are in him. You are in him in heavenly places. And the Bible says he's far above principalities. So we are far above these barriers. Far above. Far above. And the Bible says you are in him. Let me tell you. Maybe your mind might not carry this. Anyone that sees you has seen Jesus. You don't know. You don't know. John chapter 17. The Bible says when Philip asked him. Master. Show us the father. He said, Philip, you've been with me all this while and you've not seen the father. He said, anyone that sees me 
has also sent the father. And Jesus said, as the father sent me, even so sent I you. So if anyone sees you, what has he seen? That means you should be able to operate in his capacity. You see, this is why it is very important to have a relationship with him. That's what the Bible says. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of his Almighty. And he shall say, his confession, his complication is different. His language varies from ordinary humans. Praise the Lord. Quickly, I just want to share seven things in the next five, ten minutes while we close. Now, seven things that you need as a delegate. You need this, you must be armed with these things as a delegate. Number one is value. It means that you have the capacity, you must have the requisite, the requisite capacity of a delegate. You must have a knowledge, you must have deep understanding regarding the roles and responsibilities you've, you've been called to do. Because the Bible says that good understanding procured favor. Good understanding procured favor. Even Jesus, Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Even Jesus, Luke chapter 2 and verse 52. Even Jesus, the Bible says Jesus increased in wisdom. He was sent from the Father. But he increased. What, what does that mean? It means that he put in effort to understand the law because now he has human flesh, right? So human flesh is a limitation to the spirit that God, that God has created. Now he said, the Bible says that he increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with man. And I asked the Holy Ghost, why would God need favor from men? He said to me, on earth is the jurisdiction of men to do things. So he, he needs favor from men. If he doesn't have favor from men, when he's gone to heaven, that's the end of his ministry. So he needed favor from all the disciples. That's why the Bible says he spent a whole night praying to select the disciples. He needed favor even from them to accept his ministry. The Bible said in verse 40, and the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. Jesus needed the requisite capacity, the in-depth knowledge and understanding to carry out his roles and responsibility. Number two, we need faith. Absolute reliance, I wrote here, and total confidence in your sender. I don't want to go deep that because pastor just dealt with faith last Sunday. So please, please listen to the message. The Bible says, the Bible says here that Jesus said to his disciples. Last Wednesday, Dion mentioned that thing and it struck me like I've never seen that scripture before. It's a heavy word. It's a have faith in God. Mark eleven twenty two. Because they came back the next day and said, Master, the tree with that corset has withered from the root. And Jesus looked at Peter. You see, have faith in God. Meaning, function with the God kind of faith. When you speak a thing, it is sorted. Have faith in God. Do you know that whatsoever that is done outside of faith is sin? Do you know that? The very last verse of chapter 14 of Romans. The Bible says, for whatsoever is done outside of faith is sin. Can you project that? Romans 14, the very last verse there. Think it out 20 or 21 or thereabouts. Romans 14, yeah, 22 to 23. If you open Romans 14, please, 23, 
should be the very last one. 23. Yes. It says, for whatsoever is not from faith is what? Because it means that you're calling God a liar. That's what it means. You're belittling the ability of your sender. So you must have faith. You must have faith. You must have faith. Thirdly, you must have direction. A clear roadmap regarding your function and how to navigate it. You must have a clear roadmap. A very clear roadmap. Acts chapter 16 and verse 6. Acts 16 and verse 6. The Bible says, now when they had gone through Phrygia and region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. So they were forbidden, clear direction. Don't go to Asia. And after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. The Bible says, so passing Mysia, they came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Verse 10. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Clear direction. A delegate must have a clear direction. A clear what? Fourthly is courage and confidence. You must have courage and confidence. I'm not going to read all the scriptures again. You must have courage and confidence. God told Joshua, he said, have I not said to you, be strong and be what? Courageous. Because to these people, unto these people, you divide an inheritance too. But you have to be strong. He was a delegate of the Lord. Joshua was a delegate. So he needed to be strong in what the Lord has called him to do. Be courageous and be strong. Courage, I wrote here, is a quality in human spirit that strengthens you to face danger or pain without fear. Hopefulness that what the sender has said will surely happen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Fourthly, or fifthly, which one? Is it the fifth one? The fifth one. You need good relationship and networking. Romans 14 and verse 8 and, and 18. Romans 14 and 18. I'm closing in three minutes. Romans 14 and verse 18. The Bible says, For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by what? So you need approval by man. If men do not approve you, the things, your vision will crash. They won't work with you. And you need men. You cannot, there's no, ah, there's no capacity of a man that's competent enough to accomplish his divine destiny. Not even one man. Not one. There's no capacity of any man that's competent enough to accomplish his divine calling or his dream of vision. Not even one. So you need to be approved by men so they can support you. Now the Bible says, the sixth point now is obedience. Obedience. Obedience is very important because as a delegate, no matter what is knocking on your door, you still need to continue to be obedient. Because Philippians chapter 2, the Bible says, what verse now? Philippians chapter 2 and verse 8. The Bible says that Jesus was obedient unto what? Because he was, he was what? A delegate. And even as my father has sent me, even so send are you. So if it's a matter of sacrificing your life, which God will forbid. Because until you finish your assignment, you can't go. Praise the Lord. 
So it is very important. And the Bible says, if you're obedient, if you're willing and obedient, what will happen? You will eat the fruit of the land. So whatever God has sent you to, whatever assignment, obedience is very important. Obedience. If you're willing and obedient, Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 19 and 20, if you're willing and obedient, the Bible says you will eat the fruit of the land. Finally, you need prayer fire. You need prayer fire because you have to be in constant touch with the heaven. You need to be in consistent touch in heaven, with heaven. It's very important. It's very important. The Bible says, James chapter 5 verse 13, it said, is anyone suffering? Is there anyone that has a need here? The Bible says, let him what? Pray. Let him what? Pray. Let him what? Pray. And Paul was admonishing Timothy. He says, I, I, he said, I want to say that all men in every place should lift up their hands in what? In prayer. And lift up prayer to God. So prayer fire is something that must not lack on your altar. Something that must not lack on your altar. Before we pray, I read this last scripture. And we stand up to pray. Leviticus chapter, Leviticus chapter 6. Leviticus chapter 6. Leviticus 6. I just want to find it. And verse 9. If you found it, media, could you please, um, could you please project it? Leviticus 6 and verse 9. Yes. It says, Command Aaron and his son, saying, This is the law of the burnt offering. And we are all burnt offering sacrifices to the Lord. That's what it means. The burnt offering shall be on the heat upon the altar all night until morning. And the fire of the altar shall be kept burning on it. Verse 12. And the fire on the altar, this is the priest now because we're all priests according to Revelation chapter 5. The Bible says, and the fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning and let the burnt offering in order on it. And it shall burn on it the fat of the peace offering. And 13 say, and a fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall never go out. Can we be on our feet?